It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show presented by Fetch Me. Fetch Me is run by an alum of Auburn. They have the greatest variety of restaurants to order and get your meal delivered in Auburn and Opelika. If you're looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. Fetch Me has a great selection of anything you want, including meals from your favorite restaurants, groceries, as well as coffee. Fetch Me is the best in the business. Go check out Fetch Me at FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 to get your first delivery free. That's FetchMe20, no spaces. FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby, and I am joined by a very special guest today in Palatial Studio A here at the Auburn Network Family of Stations by the one and only Ben Taylor. Hello. How's it going, man? I didn't know you were going to give me such an introduction. Speaking of Fetch Me, did you know that they do your dry cleaning? Yeah, they do like anything. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I found that out the other day and I was going, okay, the game has changed. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know that until um, my wife wanted to get, what did we order? We ended up getting some Louis chicken fingers action mm-hmm. and uh, delivered to us. But yeah, we were scrolling through and they had you know all of the local grocery stores on there. And then, yeah, we saw some dry cleaning stuff on there, too. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so, if when you, you were reading off the thing, I was like, I don't know if that if they gave Zach that read or not. And I don't know if I'm supposed to uh, say that out loud, but I'm just... Give him love, man. When I heard that, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, I hate going and picking up dry... I don't do much dry cleaning at all, but it seems like every time I do, I have to wait in line for at least 16 people ahead of me before I'm able to go in there and get it. So, right. uh, that's a game changer. So, uh, obviously, Auburn getting things going against Mississippi State tomorrow, 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Ben, I've said on the show all week, I don't think Mississippi State is very good. I think Auburn is pretty good. It's at home at Jordan-Hare. I think this is a very ugly game pretty quick. I disagree. Okay. (laughs) I just think think it'll be a slow start like it has been. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and unless we can get out there and establish the run, uh, once the run is established with Auburn, but you know, last week we we're trying to go around out. We tried to use the outsides more than anything and then use Booby in the second half to pound it up the middle, uh, which worked. It was a great game game plan. That I, game. I, was, I think that's going to become the norm. That actually. game was not near as close as the final score predicted. No I doubt. Mean, and and sure. even, um, even, uh, the head honchos and the big, big talking heads nationwide have said, don't look at the score. If you watch the game. Texas A&M really never was in it. Yeah, they had like six relevant points is what kind of what I've called it throughout the week. I yeah. mean, outside of that, the rest of the points, just they didn't really matter. Exactly. So, uh, so I'd, 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 for some reason, Auburn just has kind of been a slow starter this year. I don't know what, it's, what it is. With the um, exception of last week. With the exception right? of last week. Yeah. I mean, game plan last week was awesome. But you kind of knew what you were getting. Well, Mississippi State, I just really don't. I don't know. I mean, I know the coaches do, but I just really don't know. what I've seen them. When I've watched them play, they can look like all-stars offensively for some reason, and then they look like they've never called an offensive play ever in mm-hmm. their life. So I'm kind of wondering which team shows up Saturday. At your, you know, this is – we're talking about the – for some reason, these games are never easy with mm-hmm. Mississippi State. So that's the only reason I say I don't think it's just a total route, and I hope I am proven wrong. I do too. Yeah. I do too. My pick yesterday on the show was thirty-four to ten. You got a score prediction for uh, tomorrow? Oh yeah, I wasn't going to put thirty-four up. I was going to say maybe twenty-four, 
probably somewhere around 10 or 13, maybe. Okay, so you're, you're right around the spread. Yeah. Does that, it, I didn't know. What is the line on that? Do you know? Off uh, the top of your head? It's moved closer to 11 and a half now, depending oh. on where you're looking. I, th- I think you could probably get 12 if you looked at some places or, yeah. or vice versa. So uh, depending on who you wanted to bet on. But last night at Tiger Talk, one of the listeners um, pointed out to Gus, hey, you know, like that you're running the ball more. I believe she called him a salty Gus Malzahn, if you will. Oh. But pointed out, hey, Booby didn't run a whole lot in the first half and then ran a lot in the second half. And Malzahn said, quote, we had a plan to start out and use some other running backs. It really helped in the second half. You'll see that trend. And so I, I think this is something that he's going to want to do more often. And, and another thing that, that came out from Tiger Talk last night, which I didn't realize – Auburn leads the nation in rushing yards after halftime this season. Malzahn's uh, credited uh, Ryan Russell and, and the strength and conditioning staff for that. But you know everybody's talking about how good Booby Whitlow has done in the second half so far this year. Best in the country. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. And I think one reason, one thing that hurts the statistics in the first half, and this is something that I've pointed out that frustrates me and frustrates a lot of fans. Gus, Gus has been notorious for on... Third and short, one and a half, two, three. Not using booby and still trying to go up the middle and not getting it, and then we're get, we're having to get off the field, mm. uh, and that has killed some drives. And I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's what was it? he did not do that last week against A and M. Last week they went to the outside to try to get the first down when they had even when they had third and short, or they you know ran some sort of RPO or something that was not the typical line it up, see if you can whip them up front. And, I, I mean, it worked. It was very successful for him. I mean, as, as we saw, it was very successful for him last week. So I'm kind of hoping that he gets away from that. Um, it works in the second half when the defense starts to tire a bit and then you get Booby that gets back there and he's more of your ground and pound type guy. And, uh, and then you can do that third and one and line up and go right at him. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Some other things that they talked about at Tiger Talk last night really emphasize those three guys that uh, that have been battling injury. What your your, your Prince Tega, your Seth Williams, and uh, Derek Brown, and obviously Derek Brown was was incredible last week. I think it's safe to assume that he's healthy. Seth Williams getting that touchdown last week, you got to love that. And then I mean Prince Tega, the, the offensive line played fine. Last offensive week, so. line did great last yeah. week. They was far, they were head and shoulders above where they were before then. Uh, defensive line, of course, is doing just fine, uh, so we don't have to really worry about them. The thing that but, is I mean, impressing th- me with the sec- is the secondary, and not, it's not coverage because we do have some blown coverages. But um, the thing that I like about our secondary is our defense has got enough confidence that when a ball goes to the outside. They have no problem with one-on-ones, our corners matching up and locking up and bringing down just a one-on-one ball carrier. Yeah, I wish we saw Auburn playing man more than we do. Just because from an athletic standpoint and a bump and run and with the safeties playing deep, 
I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot of guys that can consistently beat Auburn in one-on-one matchups. No, I don't think they can. And they didn't. Uh, well, they, you saw once Auburn jumped out on top, then they went to the zone. Yeah. Uh, A&M could not handle Auburn's man coverage mm-hmm. uh, last week. But once they went to the zone, they picked them apart. I told, I told you this when we've been off air before. I've said uh, I find it amazing that uh, players can get as wide open on our zone defenses as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the positive thing on that is, is they keep them in front of them and they're fine one-on-one going head-to-head against the receiver and yeah. bringing them down. And that's not just a this-year thing. I mean, really, the, the weakness of Kevin Steele's defense at Auburn since he's gotten here has been zone. I think the technical side of everything, the blitzes, the, even the play recognition for the most part, especially front seven-wise, has been great. Mm-hmm. But there are just times where they just totally have a misassignment on a zone or or the, the play call is is good where you know you're essentially double stacking you know a guy that's hitting his own twice and you got to pick and nobody else is adapting to it mm-hmm. but as far as just athletic ability and being able to say hey I am better than you because that's what man coverage is right yep is hey I am better than you for four or five seconds because I know the defensive line is going to get there yeah and I think they can do that against anyone in the country with the exception or on their schedule anyway with the exception of LSU and Alabama I'm not going to say Georgia. I'm not going to put Georgia on that list. I, I'm, I, not after seeing Georgia this past weekend against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I give Notre Dame credit, but Georgia's receivers, you can tell they have not played the competition that they saw against Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I think of all – because if you're doing that, if you're playing man coverage and you say, okay, all right, you got five seconds to find an open guy, that's saying, okay, hey, opposing quarterback, college quarterback, beat me. And Joe Burrow and Tua, I don't want to say that to. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with Jake Fromm. Yep. Fromm and his young receivers that he has. Even though they're outstanding, they're still young. Uh, The one thing that I did like, and I'm wondering how many times they're going to be able to get away with it throughout the year, the officials let our DBs play a little bit last week on man coverage. Igmanogany's a grabby corner. It it really kind of upset me towards the end of the game when we got that pass interference call on a ball that really was uncatchable Mm -hmm. because they had let the DBs on both sides play and be handsy and kind of rub one another all night long, and then all of a sudden a random flag gets thrown in the first part of the first, fourth quarter, and you're going, all right, where has this been all three quarters? Yeah, that's the worst. Because the DBs will adjust. When they realize, hey, they're letting me play. That's a big part of it. They get way more handsy and seeing what they can, as bad as it sounds, what they can get away with. Mm-hmm. But both teams were, I mean, it went both ways. So neither team can complain until, as I said, I didn't like, the call on the ball that was clearly thrown way behind the receiver, mm-hmm. uncatchable, and they called pass interference. It's like, okay. You see that with offensive linemen, too. The good offensive linemen are able to figure out, like, all right, how outside can I grab on these shoulder pads? And, you, and you, you'll see him kind of slowly get more and more out there. Well, it's it's not just that. You saw uh, Auburn being called with uh, an eligible man downfield a couple of times uh, last game. A lot. A lot. And Horton thought he was a tight end for like the well, first quarter. <laughs> that has been, if you look back at their games, Auburn will see what they can get away with. The only thing is, is Horton didn't adjust and stop going downfield. I think he did it like twice in those first few drives. Yeah, like they will they will do that. You, That was one of the big complaints that you saw some, some national people complain about Gus's offense the last couple of years is they'd say, hey, they're not holding Auburn accountable because their players are by far further than three yards down the field. And I think... Horton's kind of gotten used to that, and of course he went ahead and released. Now a couple, 
were some blown up screens. So he went ahead and headed downfield and then got he got called on it. Um, but the first two that he got called on, oh no, man, he was he was down head hunting three, four, five. I think one time I looked and he, he was at least seven yards downfield. Yeah, he wanted the ball, man. He ain't getting away with that. You can get away with maybe four or five yards. Once you start getting close to that ten yard ten yard zone and they see a big guy, when they see those numbers, those those numbers in the seventies and sixties that far downfield, that's not you're not gonna get away with that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Something else I thought was interesting to discuss at Tiger Talk last night. We talked about this with um, with our our Mississippi State expert yesterday, John Luke McCord. And um, if, if you didn't check that out, that dude is a fire hose of Mississippi State knowledge. It was pretty impressive. So that be takes, sure to that check takes that a out. Calling. <laughs> <laughs> or he gets paid to do it. One yeah, or the other. One or the other. Um, but he, he talked about the quarterback situation, and Malzahn was asked last night about Garrett Schrader. Mississippi State's freshman quarterback since Tommy Stevens, the grad transfer, got hurt. Malzahn said, I love this answer. Malzahn said, you want to make the quarterback uncomfortable? He's a fine quarterback. They got the other guy, too. Wow. <laughs> that's good. We got to prepare for both of them. They've the, got the other guy, too, that's good. <laughs> did he Did he at least, well, he didn't mention it. I was going to say, did he at least know the number, or was he throwing shade? Who knows? They've got the other guy, too, that's good. <laughs> And then he also said that Schrader looks a lot like Nick Fitzgerald, who got Auburn on the ground last year. And we were yes. talking about the stats for that. I mean, that Auburn got, I mean, they just got bullied last year. And, and, and I think they're ready to move past that. And I think they're ready to get a little revenge. That, that's a big reason why I think, I really think tomorrow night's going to get out of hand. That's the only reason I'm leaning towards your pick, even though I, I'm sticking with mine where I said I think it'd be closer. I keep forgetting how upset they are of last year's game uh, because they have brought that up. Uh, message boards, Twitter, that kind of they, they remember how embarrassed they were and how this honestly kind of led us down the road of some fans being unhappy and that kind of thing uh, after the Mississippi State game last year. So on that end, I think maybe it is one of those, all right, we need to prove that we are a better football program than Mississippi State. So let's go out and prove a point. And, man, I, I just think overall atmosphere, too. I think it's really important when they choose to honor certain teams and certain individuals. Because, mm-hmm. like, if Bo Jackson goes out there during one of the halftime breaks, like, that's going to help everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they're honoring the men's basketball team. I think that's going to get fans excited. They're honoring that's, last year's equestrian team that won mm-hmm. the national championship. I mean, there's going to be a lot of winning that is being celebrated tomorrow night. Oh, nine swimming and diving men's national championship getting, uh, recognized right. as well. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be one of those that just about every time there's some sort of break in the action during the game, they're going to be celebrating something. Um, basketball team, you mentioned they're going to number one, get their rings for the sec tournament title. Right. Uh, and then going to be recognized for the final four run and they're getting something special for the final four run. I don't know what it is. Um, and I don't know if that's been released yet or not. But I hadn't seen it. They said that uh, not only were they getting their rings for the tournament, but they were getting something else for the Final Four run. And so it must be something that's really nice. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably – Keys have, to Auburn University. That would be so awesome. I'd be cool. Will it open every door? 
Sure. Okay. Uh, but it's in the form of like a tiger card because you have to scan it now. Yes. That's how you get into doors so now awesome. on campus. I, it's going to be such, and they may go ahead and show what the banner looks like before they actually drop the banner in the arena. On, uh, I hope they don't do that. I, I hope they don't do it either. That, that needs to be a basketball. Because don't needs, do that at a football game. Because when they do it at the basketball game, when they you know when they remove the banner that's covering the banner, I'm getting chills right now. I'm, I am too. Just yeah. talking about. It. I mean, how awesome is that's that? It's going to be awesome. It, I know, can't believe there's going to be a Final Four banner. We're to be in, in the rafters. Final Four. Gosh. And a bad and a bad call from being finals. Yeah, they won that game. Still not over it. <laughs> Still not over it. All right. So uh, something else happening on campus. Uh, I'm going to read the release because the way it's worded reminds me of a story, and I want you to rate the story. Okay. Oh. Okay. Auburn fans can get an early start of their tailgate Saturday from nine to eleven when SEC Network's traveling pregame show, SEC Nation, broadcasts live from the Wellness Kitchen Green Space. Paul Feinbaum, Tim Tebow, Marcus Spears, Laura Rutledge, and Marty. Smith will preview, yada, yada, yada. The creator of the SEC Nation crew's favorite sign will receive two tickets for the 2019 SEC Championship game. And uh, that, that's kind of the big thing. All right, so favorite signs, right? I went to the Mississippi State-Auburn game in Starkville when game day was there. It was the first time, probably the only time that game day has been in Starkville. And it was when that Ebola thing was going around. Do you remember that a few oh, years wow. ago? yeah. And uh, I, I had a sign for game day that I was going in, and all the sign said was cowbells carry Ebola. And the dude, like, wouldn't let me take it in. Why? It was offensive. I'm Have not you seen some of the signs that get written and, and, and held up on game day? So apparently what happens with those is they go in and like there's, a, norm, like there's a, a boring sign on the other side of it and they like have Sharpies in their socks and then they like remake the sign once they get in there. Oh. Apparently. So you weren't prepared with your extra Sharpie. So I was. <laughs> My buddy told me like they're not going to let that in. And so I had another one. I think it just had like War Eagle or something on it. And then I started like drawing on the back of it and I started getting berated by all these Mississippi State people. Some of the meanest stuff that has ever been said to me was said to me in this moment. Mean enough for me to stop, be like, y'all are right. I don't need this sign. <laughs> I backed off. Oh, so you had a bad experience. See, I've had good experiences at Mississippi State. Nobody's ever berated me, but I didn't try I, to carry I, I a can't sign st- in that said, I, I really dislike the people in Starkville. My, my story in Starkville, where I have to say that I like them and I feel so sorry for the Mississippi State fan that did this, is at one point in time, I did play by play for Auburn University volleyball and we travel with the team. They always are on the road when Auburn's at home. So I never got to see an Auburn home game because I was traveling with volleyball. And we were doing, they call it the Mississippis. You do both Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the same weekend, Friday, Sunday matches. Uh, so we were over, did Ole Miss, and then went to Starkville that night to spend the night and spend the day uh, Saturday at Mississippi State. Well, it's not like I'm practicing with the team. So sure. uh, Dan Fralick, former sports information director, and I decided to go on campus. We're going to go to the game because Mississippi State is playing Florida. That was when Florida was ranked top five, may have been number one. Chris Leak was um the starting quarterback a fan outside the stadium we were just going to try to scout tickets and pay as cheap as we we just wanted to get in Mm -hmm. because our guy let us down the sports information person from mississippi state this guy comes call him out what was his name i can't he's not there anymore i can't remember who it was if you knew his name would you call him oh there's no doubt i would perfect i love it and um and so we we're just kind of walking around and going to different tailgates of course we're on our auburn gear because we just we don't want to be mistaken for Florida person, Mississippi State person. 
And so this guy from Mississippi State comes up and he goes, I am not going in to watch this killing. Do you guys want these tickets? These are probably 45-yard line, 25 rows up tickets. Oh, wow, great seats. Mississippi State upsets Florida that day. Oh, my god! And I felt so bad for that poor guy. We went back to the location afterwards when we were done just to see if we could find him and thank him and all. And he's already gone. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he was at home in his room crying. He was because he was a season ticket holder. He was like an older guy. He just did not want to see the beat down that was you about to come. You know he still tells that story. Oh, there's no doubt. He's like, I gave my tickets away to Auburn fans of all people. I, you know he did. And he, you know, because we were, we were in like Auburn volleyball gear. It was unmistakable who we were with. And he gives them to us as, as a good gesture. I mean, he was nice to us. And as it gets towards the end and we realize Mississippi State's really fixing to do this. They're, they're really about to upset the number one team in the nation. And both of us looked at one another, Dan Frelick and I were like, that poor guy. <laughs> like, it's just now hitting us. We're, you know, we're going... We're we're in great. You know he paid big scholarship money to have those tickets. Oh, for sure. Forty five yard line, twenty five thirty rows up, where you could see over the players. Well, I felt bad for him. I, I so bad wish we would have gotten his name. I'd, I'd be sending him thank you notes every every day every year. I would for, on that date. I would send him a thank you note. Say, I, I hope you remember. Yeah, you know, like you know, he tells that story all the time. Uh, every time, probably Auburn comes up, he thinks about you two guys taking those tickets. Yeah. And enjoying the upset that took place over the over the Heisman candidate Chris Leak, yeah, at that because it was at the first part of the season, so he was a Heisman candidate. Right, had an awful game. Oh that is gosh. the game that kicked him out of the Heisman running. <laughs> Poor guy. So yeah, there's my Mississippi State. So I've got nothing bad to say about Mississippi State. On that same trip that I was talking to earlier, my buddy had a sign, and like my buddy loves Game Day, like the the ESPN show. He, yeah, he loves it. And he always goes all out on signs. So he, his approach was he took a sign that he knew was going to be able to get in. And he had this electric um, thing that, that kind of made it look like he was doing like a, a no-no finger. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. As I'm doing here, uh, as we're recording this in studio. But he had, it was Cam Newton. The, the Kimbe Matumbo, not, not in this house finger? The, the wave of the finger? I guess. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> But it was like, hey, State, remember this guy? And he had, like, he had constructed this Cam Newton. And, like, I didn't realize how much Mississippi State people hate Cam Newton. Well, because they paid him $200,000 and he never came to play there. Guess so. (laughs) That would stink, wouldn't it? It kind of puts a (laughs) ranks right up there with giving your tickets away on the 45 yard line. Yeah. To watch. Yeah, those are equal. To to upset the number one team in the nation at the time. Yeah, that's worth 200 grand. (laughs) Sure. I'm sure if that guy That's said probably could, what he donated to the that was the best game they played all year. That's probably what he donated to the school. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Where can people uh, where can people hear your uh, your beautiful voice at? Wings ninety four three on wingsfm.com. I'm on there. Ben and friends uh, Monday through Friday six a to nine a. I love it, man. Thanks for um thanks for hanging out. Painter had a super busy day. Michael's apparently sick, and so I like walked into the sales pit. I'm like, "Hey, I need you for 20 minutes." And you're like, "Okay, cool. What are we doing?" Well, when you said talk football, which you know, and talk about Auburn and Mississippi State, which is always a surprise on a Saturday for Auburn and Mississippi State, uh, I'm still bitter about the three-two game, even though I do think that's one of the most awesome games ever. It gets played on ESPN Classic all the time, even yeah. though it's 
so boring. Yeah, like, no one wants to see it. Like, the, the ending is cool. Like, it's got a cool story, but, like, when you actually hear the story being told, it's like, oh, it's really not that good of a story. No, it's really, it's the beginning and the end. The The beginning where we drive down and we kick a field goal, and then nothing happens until the end. That's literally all you need to see. Of the, yeah, that's what they should show. holding call in the end zone. Yeah. That, that happens somewhere the, in there. The ESPN Classic should just show, no kidding, the first five minutes and the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they put something else on. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of games to show. No, no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, the Mississippi State-Auburn connection is kind of interesting. And there was a discussion on, you mentioned Auburn Twitter, like, is is Auburn-Mississippi State a rivalry? And it's like, I don't think so, but they do kind of have a storied series when you look back it. On is it is a little bit. It's not a rival. It's not a 365-day-a-year rivalry. It's a rivalry where the week of, I don't think either team really cares for one another. Um, but... Two weeks later, we're not going to be talking about Mississippi State. And they're not going to be talking about Auburn, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but they will a week out from the game next year. And same thing, I think, in in, in other sports, they have a little bit of a rivalry. Uh, baseball, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's – yes, they are – they're SEC rivals, I guess you could call it, and West rivals, but it's not a 365-day-a-year rivalry. Ben, thanks for your time, bud. Yeah, man. That's Ben Taylor. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Enjoy your game day tomorrow. We'll be back to recap everything on Monday. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.